Everyone wants happiness and success, and we know how to get you there. Come listen to the Leadership Society of Arizona as we teach a proven logic to help you simplify life, overcome challenges, and predict the future. You're listening to the Logic and Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Anel. Dr. Jacob. Thanks for joining us. Okay, today our topic is all about the hardest part about growing up in 2022. And really what we wanted to focus on now is maybe a lot of the challenges that kids and teenagers are facing as they grow up in this day and age, because really what they're facing is, is pretty unique compared to any other generations. So let's just start with that. Dr. Jacob, what do you think is unique or what are unique challenges that kids are facing these days that maybe we haven't seen before? Hmm. You know, I, I think the biggest challenge is the information. Um, there's so much information around from, you know, the, uh, their phone where they have access to unlimited information to just society in general, you go anywhere, there's a ton of information. There's a lot of choices, a lot of things. There's a lot of different, you know, uh, specializations that people can get into a lot of different hobbies, activities, just the amount of stuff and information around. Um, I think that presents the most unique um, part of living in 2022 and growing up in this age, as well as it also presents the biggest challenge for students as well. So like, I have some, I have some thoughts in, in my mind, but I wanna hear what you think. Um, what are some examples, maybe some students that you've seen where it's, this amount of information has created more issues or created more decisions? There's a lot of ways, a lot of information, and it's not only a lot of information, but access to the information. Um, a lot of ways that creates challenges for, for youth. And one that people don't like to talk about as much, but is very prevalent is when young people get exposed to adult type information, at an early age. And this could be things that are very sensitive like pornography or whatnot, but it also can be just the, the violence. It could be just topics that normally you don't hear about because normally it's not publicized as much. You know, in, in the old age, nobody used to talk about as much. It could be, you know, different things in politics and, and different things and issues in the world. But because it's being talked about, because they have access to it, there's certain piece of information that when a student gets at a young age, it actually makes their life very difficult. Because when you're an adult, you have more self-control. When you're an adult, you actually understand the context of things a lot better as well. So when, when you get older and you hear about wars and, and all these issues, but you understand what society is doing and, and you know, where things are at, it, you don't get as worried. But if you're a kid and you start seeing you know, real pictures of people getting blown up or whatever it might be, you know, it can really cause you a lot of fear, um, as well as the self-control, the access to being able to watch even just regular common shows much less something that's very addictive and enticing like pornography or something like that. When you're an adult, you can control things like that. 
So you see it, no biggie. You know, you, you, your mind can focus, you can eat, you go about your day. But when you're a child and you see things like that, it's not something they can block out of their mind. It's not something that they naturally have the self-control to say, okay, I'm not going to try and watch this all the time, right? And, and so now you have, with all this access to information, you're requiring kids at a younger and younger age to have the discipline of an adult. Yeah. And they don't have that time to develop. And we've seen what happens when you don't have that time to develop. Basically, you get to be an adult and you still don't develop it. <laughs> but then you, you binge watch when you're an adult. <laughs> and my generation, especially in lower, um, we have the toughest issue with it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's called the arrested development. And you see it all the time. You see full-grown people you know, in their late 20s that are still acting like teenagers just because they haven't had the chance to do it. It is true. And, and they haven't had the chance to develop the discipline, yeah. the focus and whatnot. It's so funny. those are, go on. As you say, it's funny, all those things that you were mentioning, um, that's kind of the, that's the examples that I was thinking in my mind. A lot of the problems that students come to me with, it's one of the biggest is relationships. A lot of students at a young age feel like they need to have a relationship. Like it's a big part of who they are. And we're, we're talking middle school kids really talking about big relationship drama that I think a lot of people didn't even experience until high school or above. But then you also have some of these global issues. You mentioned war. Climate change is a really big one for kids these days. They they see that the climate is changing and they get so worried about it. And so so stressed. A lot of people are worried, but with kids, it's like you said it yourself. There's so much fear because they have no idea what it actually means for their future. Yes. And, and, you know, that's, that's, that's only part of it. I, I can go on to talk about other issues it causes. Um, it, it could be picking what they want to do, right? When, when we were, when back when, and back in history, um, there weren't so many options for jobs. You know, you became, you, you worked in the factory, you, you worked as a farmer, you were a business person. There's only so many businesses around. Yeah, you did what your parents did most of the time. So when you're preparing for your future, you kind of knew what you're going to do. You, you knew what you were going to go into. There's only so many options. Now there's like a million options of peop what people can be. And not only are there a million options to choose from, some of these options is like going around the world, staying at hotels and writing reviews for the hotels. Yep. Being an influencer. Right. So it's like, of course, when you're a kid, you're like, I want that option. <laughs> Unfortunately, less than 1% of the population is that option. So they, they have to figure out what they're good at. They have to be able to choose from these million job options. And some of them might not even be created at this time. Yeah. Right. Be, because there's a continually changing information and technology. So they got to pick something that might not even be there at a very young age. Plus, they have to have the discipline to realize that they're not going to, some, some options aren't even options. So to figure out what's our actually options and then out of those, what you actually want to do, it's, it is a very stressful thing, especially when you're a senior in high school, to try and figure stuff like that out. You know, and I think a lot of this ties into... Um, 
just a, a child's identity. I think that's really hard to figure out. And for anybody, it's hard to figure out, you know, who am I? What do I like? What defines me? What am I good at? But when you have this information overload, now these kids are comparing themselves to just millions and millions of people, no longer just their immediate environment. But it's like, oh, well, am I like that? I would like to be like that. And it's just really hard to figure out who you are when you're just looking at everyone else. And that is the next thing is with access to all the information, you're right. Now, now they're not competing against the person next door. Now they're competing with the top person in the world at what they like to do. And, and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I like singing, but there's no way I'm ever going to be as good a, a singer as that person. So why try? And it's true. And it's not like they're comparing themselves to like, I don't know, in my day, Mariah Carey was like one of the top singers, right? It's not like they're comparing themselves to an actual professional top singer. They're comparing themselves to this kid who just goes on American Idol or, you know, on X Factor, whatever the show is. Yeah. That's their age. That's just an anomaly. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's even more than that because they're comparing themselves to people on TikTok and like Instagram and it's these people have thousands of followers and they're only 16, 17 and it creates insecurity. You got it. Okay. So that's heavy, you know, that's tough, but what I want to know is um, how do you help a child with this issue? How do you help them with this information overload? That is a very tough thing to do. Um, there's some advice I can give you. Uh, one, if your child is young enough and they're, they're, they're willing to, to listen to you a little bit, trying to shelter them from this information is a good thing. Meaning letting them know, hey, ahead of time, hey, this is a type of information that's out there. These are the type of things you might run into as you go to school, as you're looking around. It's not a bad thing, but just to let them know, you know, it would be best if you saved for looking at this type of information and really dwelling on it till you're older, right? And oftentimes, if a child knows what's coming up, they understand how it's going to benefit them from restricting this information. Um, and, and you're someone they trust and there's, you're someone they want to listen to. A lot of times you can save a child a lot of heartache by helping them through it, even if they're exposed to it a little bit, talking to them about it, yeah. being able to be there for them, to talk to them about this information as it comes up. One of the best ways you can help a child. And a lot of in this information, like I, I think a lot of people where my mind goes to immediately, it's adult content and that could be it, but it could also be just social media. And it could be all of these different things where it's, it really puts, sends their mind in all these places. Yes. I mean, it's, it's even like genres. Like I, I have some uh, coaching students, they love horror movies. You're right. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And, and it, sometimes it takes them to watch certain shows. Uh, I, I know one of them watched a show on a murderer and, and it really, it, it really messed up their mind because they're thinking, Oh, you know, I, it, I have tendencies like that sometimes. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. You, you have no tendencies like this, but you know, it's extreme, you know, yes, you might, but it's like, this guy's so way over here. 
There's no way you can even compare that. It's nothing like them. But that's the mind starts going there. And sometimes students, they don't even know that that's what's causing it. And the reason we got into this conversation with the student was, of course, they weren't feeling the best about themselves. And so I had to talk to them about, well, what are you watching? Because I know what they watch has a great deal of how they feel and how they feel about themselves. And so, yes, so to be there, to be able to talk to them and help them to see the correlations of when, when you watch this type of movie, right, it's going to leave you with this type of feeling. It's going to yeah. start giving you these type of thoughts. You're going to get more stressed. And, and then as they go through it, they can figure it out and, and they can. So and- it's, it's almost like as parents, we know, and we've been doing this forever, we, we try to regulate types of food. You know, we try not to get kids to just eat a ton of candy. But we almost have to start getting in that mindset with information as well, too. It's like, you know, you, you wouldn't give a five-year-old a cup of coffee because their brain isn't ready for that kind of thing. It's well, the same thing. Some people do, but <laughs> it, it's probably better if you didn't. But I mean, there's that's <laughs> it is true. what it is. That, that, that's, a really, that's a really good point. It's like if you want to help raise a stable mind, you want to be able to try to to minimize some of these things that might cause instability at a young age. And, and you just being able to be there to guide them through. And so the, the next principle of helping a child or a student is you got to be really patient with them and you got to expect they're going to make mistakes. Because if you're not patient and you don't accept that they're going to make mistakes and you don't accept that they actually have to learn on their own sometimes, then you're going to get angry with them. Then, then you're, you're not going to treat them the best. Then they're not going to want to talk to you at all. Yeah. And then you have no shot at helping them. So then you don't even know what information they're, they're looking at. <laughs> that is true. I mean, when, when you try to control them, nowadays, the information is so available they're going to get to information no matter what, you know, if someone, if a child really wants to get to information, unless you're like putting them in a box every day, you're watching everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. um, Even at school, right. Uh, They, they will find a way to access the information without, you knowing. So then this, this actually raises a good question then, because your, your first point is, you know, to, to try to help regulate the information. But what, what you're saying is it's not about controlling it and hiding these things from them. It's, it's actually about sitting down with them, helping them see it's best to avoid this and teaching them to avoid it and showing them why and being there for when they do get exposed to it. Yes. Um, and, and that's what it is, is being there to be able to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. So if they've been exposed to it, they'll come to you, they'll talk to you, they'll, they'll tell you how they feel, and then you can help interpret it for them. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the other thing is when a student or a child, they see so much, they'll do nothing. If you realize that as a teacher or a parent, it allows you to realize you have to give them options, but not too many options. When, if as much as you can narrow it down for them, it allows them to move quicker, allows them to do more. If you tell them go play a sport and they're looking at all these different sports, they might not choose anything. 
But if you say, because you know your child or you know your student, do you want to play basketball, right? Or do you want to play, you know, volleyball? Because they like to use their hand, that they can use their hands really well, whatever it might be. They're tall, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Then they're more apt to say, okay, I want to play volleyball or I want to play basketball. Um, but if you say, okay, here's everything, <laughs> they might look at it and say, well, I don't want to do anything because I don't really care about sports. Right. So when you can narrow it down for them and, and give them just a couple of options, usually that that helps a child to move quicker. That's good. So then we got these three tips. Tips. One is to help children understand and regulate this type of information. Two is to be there for them as they see it. And so you can you can help them. And then three is as the mentor, simplifying the information for them so it doesn't become so overwhelming. Yes. That can, that can really help a student now or a child, man, this, this is a tough issue. This is hard. This is kind of like, it's like, there's this flood of information on the earth and it's, it's difficult to, to even try to, to protect the kids from it. But I think those are some good tips. Yes. And, and that's only one of the issues they face. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Whoa, this episode is, is titled, you know, the hardest parts, but we really just talked about one issue. We're going to have to make some more episodes, <laughs> which is fine. But hopefully it, it lets people know who are dealing with kids. Um, it is a really tough age. And so you can never be too patient with them. You can never be too forgiving of them. Um, the requirement of a student at a younger and younger age to be able to grow up quicker and quicker. It, it is such a tough thing on a child that, um, yes, you, you can never be too lenient, never be too forgiving and flexible with the child. That's great advice. This is a good episode. Thank you for your insights. Thank you, viewers, for tuning in. We hope that you took something away and you can go out and make your life and your kids in your life a little simpler. Life will be better. We'll see you next time.